0: Wait, does anyone here say Reese's?
1: No, I don't understand I, that. Wait, who was I talking to you about that a long Reese's time ago? Reese's
2: pieces?
0: Yeah, like I was <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's Reese's pieces. Like that's why it's called, it's like Reese's. Like,
2: why well, I used to say famous Amos? Who said that? I did. <laughs> famous Amos? Famous Amos.
0: <laughs> oh, so you said famous, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you said fam- Amos. Fam-
2: yeah.
1: Well, you saw the people who are like the, the creative team behind like naming the new cookie brand, it's like, it'll work, it rhymes. <laughs> and then Jason's like, Fam-
2: Famous Amos. Nah, I was like, well, why don't they just make it rhyme? <laughs> famous Amos.
0: Hey, and welcome to For The Podcast. This is Episode 17. I'm Michael. As always, here with my good friend and co-host, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey. And, as always, our good friend and bystander, Moy. Hi, Moy. Hi. You're always so early with that.
1: Because I'm so excited to be here.
0: Sounds (laughs) like it. All right, guys, what's new this week? Or what's old this week?
2: Follow-up? Yeah.
0: Yeah, what's in follow-up?
2: Let's see. Um... I guess there's an article that I linked uh, from Wired that talks about the Force Touch trackpad. Yep.
1: Which you don't understand.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, well, I understand it. Like, have you guys ever used the uh, Force Touch trackpad? Not yet. No. Oh, so I'm the only one that's ever used it, and I'm the only one that doesn't understand this article.
0: Yep.
1: Well, we other we also are very busy people, so we have things to do besides oh, I'm going sure. to the Apple Store yeah.
0: twice and then... <laughs> Uh, not liking I'm not. it the first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: well, so there's an article in Wired that talks about the haptic feedback and like the force touch of the trackpad, and uh, they say that it kind of um, opens up the ability for these quote unquote bumpy pixels,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, where you can kind of have like a uh, incorporate the haptic feedback into the user interface. One example that they give is like in iMovie, apparently when you're like scrubbing the timeline when you get to the end of the timeline it will kind of give you some feedback back to let you know that you're kind of at the end of the timeline yeah which seems pretty cool right yep. uh, cuz it's like a kind of it's like a new way like a new notification or like a, a way of like i don't know
0: figuring out where you are in the UI yeah you can like feel the user interface
2: right which sounds amazing right and then i think what people typically jump to next is like well you know say they bring this to iOS or something like that like a touch screen, like an iPad and uh, we can kind of use these this haptic feedback with keyboards to kind of feel like you're touching buttons and stuff like that. And I, I just don't understand how that would work.
1: Well, it's not like you. F- it feels like a button. It's just more like you feel the depression of a button that's not actually there.
0: Or yeah, it would be like raised, right? You're like on the screen, and then you would move, and then it would feel to your finger like you've you like had gone down up. On
1: something.
2: Yeah, but it wouldn't feel raised, right? There's that. No, there's but that.
1: It would feel like it was it was going down.
2: Yeah, but it would feel like, so a keyboard actually has like, I don't know, you have like a 100 different keys, right? And so like when you push one key down, you're pushing one key as opposed to like resting your other fingers on other keys that are not being pressed down, right? So only one finger is going down, whereas like on an iPad, I don't see how they could make it so that like you could just push one key and it feels like you're pushing one key. It would feel like you're pushing the whole the whole screen, right?
1: But you're not, that's the thing is that you're not actually pushing down.
2: I know, I know. But like you, you're only getting the feedback of the entire screen. You're not getting like uh, only a portion of the screen. Is it? Is it that exact?
0: I would just think that once you like hit that little vibration that lets you indicate that it's a button, it doesn't matter like where the vibration is coming from. If it, if your finger thinks that it's, you know, it's hit that button. Like, are you looking at like, just like if it had like a tactic, like if you had like an on-screen keyboard and then you're going over every key?
2: Yeah, I guess I'm just a little confused like how this would work, but, um, I don't know. It's
1: basically just like tricking your brain to thinking that, that it's something is happening that is not happening.
2: I think I, I can see it making sense when it's like one big button that's like okay, right? Or like cancel or something like that, right? And so like you're just hovering and you click that button and it feels like it clicked, right? That makes more sense to me, but I just feel like I don't know that it's quite there yet where, you know, say there's like 50 keys from the keyboard that you can actually feel like you're tapping a keyboard and, and have it be like a realistic convincing experience.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I don't know how advanced the like the haptic technology is, but I, yeah, it probably like if you looked at like a regular keyboard, I don't think it would be good enough to let you, you know, say, Oh, like here's Q bump, 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 bump. Here's like U. Right.
1: But didn't they, but isn't the article saying that's what the keyboard is doing right now on the new Mac?
0: It's, I don't think so. Well, it says sophisticated haptic feedback could add a new dimension to smartphone interactions. So imagine an on-screen keyboard where you could orient yourself by feeling the grooves between the letters, or a oh, version of Angry Birds where you could sense the tension yeah. in the slingshot as you drew it further back.
2: I just don't see. Like, I get the I get the uh, Angry Birds example because you can actually just push the screen a little harder, and it'll like you know that actually makes a lot of sense, and that's pretty cool. I, I think I'm excited about that stuff. But the keyboard example that everyone keeps bringing up, I just don't understand how that would work. I just don't, I don't know.
1: Well, they're saying that, like, that's what could be in the future. So we're not there yet. Yeah.
2: I am excited, though.
1: You don't have to. I mean, they haven't figured They maybe haven't figured that out yet either. So
2: Okay. I, I am excited, though, just to have it on, like, a phone or an iPad.
1: I think it's cool because it reminds me of how I saw something on TV where they're talking about how they are trying to figure out how to designed the computer mouse at the very beginning and they're wondering how would they create a system that would connect your eye, you know, to your hand and make it work so you could travel the distance across the screen from one end to the other. And they're like trying to figure out how to make it work without having like a huge mouse, but it turned out like that your brain can like translate that distance through your finger without actually making that distance physically. Do you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like you know how you can control a mouse on the screen to go across the screen, but you're actually not physically going across the screen with your finger yeah. on the trackpad. Sure. So like they they realize that they're the ways to trick your brain that way.
0: So basically our movement. brain is dumb.
1: Or <laughs> is smarter than we know.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: I mean Oh, go ahead. I oh, don't know. It's just like we can use our brains in different ways rather than what we think we're limited by. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Okay, next.
2: Have you guys checked out uh, Periscope? That's like the new app that came out this morning.
0: Uh, I haven't broadcast from Periscope, but I've, I watched uh, a little bit of Dan Benjamin driving this morning.
2: Oh, he, he, he uh, broadcasted?
0: Yeah, he was driving to lunch. And so oh. he just, like, mounted the, the phone in his car, and it was just driving and, like, talking.
1: So was it, uh, you just got the notification that he was starting, and you just, like, scrambled to, to check?
0: Yeah, I was all over that.
1: Seems cool. I'm wondering... Yeah.
0: So there's Periscope uh, and there's Meerkat, right? Right. Let's so, say
1: it's better than Meerkat.
2: Right, so Meerkat was, was uh, released, I don't know, several weeks ago, and it was really popular for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and then Periscope was actually acquired by Twitter... And uh, so it's kind of baked in, and has more compatibility with Twitter, which is probably huge, right? It's probably bad news for Meerkat.
1: Yeah,
0: probably bad news for Meerkat. I've used I used both to watch. Um, yep. And Periscope was definitely a more it was more stable, and it just seemed like better.
2: There's also way less lag. Like in Meerkat, when I tried it for a little bit, um, I think Karen was watching while I was recording, and we were in the same space, same place, and so I think there was at least a ten second lag. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas like, I would like, I've, I've used Periscope today and I kind of just would go into like either a friend or like a random person's broadcast and I would like type them questions and like, they would reply to that question, um, within, you know, a couple of seconds, which means that they've seen it and, you know, they're replying and there's way less lag. So it's actually much nicer.
1: How's the quality of it?
2: Um, it's pretty good. I think like, I, I, I didn't, I don't know if there's any, like, I didn't make a direct comparison between the quality of Meerkat and the quality of Periscope.
1: No, I meant just like, but watching a live stream on someone's phone versus like a, like a professional
2: setup. Oh, it's not, I mean, it's not like watching a professional YouTube video. Right. But, um, I mean, I think the whole appeal is like, you're watching, I mean, I just went to like a random person's, uh, feed and it was like them and a couple of friends sitting across like a, you know, at a round table and they were just experimenting with the app and I was just asking the questions like, Oh, what happens if you flip the, uh, the camera sideways to landscape mode? And they did that. But like. I don't think the app supports landscape mode, but um
1: yeah, it's kind of neat. My two questions for Periscope are, when are people going to start abusing this and that they're streaming movies in theaters?
2: They're ready to you know, oh, they well so that. so I've definitely seen like people um streaming like uh uh what's that? House of Cards or like NCAA basketball that's on TV right now,
0: but they have to broadcast it in like portrait?
2: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
1: it's annoying. <laughs> And then, when is this going to go into porn?
2: Oh I'm sure. I'm sure people are like. I always wonder. Like, people are going to be like streaming themselves nude or having sex or something like that, right? Um, I haven't seen any of that yet, but I would imagine. When the,
1: you like, when you sign up, do they make you sign, like?
2: I didn't see like a terms of agreement. No, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm sure that it's got to be like against the terms of agreement, but like I didn't remember agreeing to anything. But I don't know.
1: Remember that chat room thing, the one that you would just like randomly just start video. What was it? Oh, chat, chat roulette. roulette. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, like, it was just instantly just like a bunch of penises. The people. No. You never did that. (laughs) Are you kidding? I did it a couple times and, like, every one out of five was, like, a penis.
2: A couple of times? Yeah. Okay. I was
1: showing my friend. Uh huh. And then we were, it was fun because we, like, talked to people from Russia and, like, we showed them how it was sunny outside and they brought in some snow. We were like, ah, and then we're like, bye. And then, like, the next one was, like, a penis. It's just like, ugh, really? (laughs) You're <laughs> going to make friends It was so gross
2: Yeah, I mean I, I'm sure that someone has done it already um, But I, I don't know how they plan you on You sound very certain about it. this Well, I just can't imagine it being filled like, it was, like It's Twitter, right? So like, I, I can't imagine it being filled with like Just lewd Videos all the time
0: Yeah, that's true Do you guys remember Quick?
2: Yeah, I do The
1: chocolate drink? <laughs>
2: oh, that's not
0: no. just with it's yeah it's actually q but just ik i think they got bought by skype but i mean they were doing this i remember you know live broadcasting in like 2006 or 7 with my like nokia n95 right it was really bad quality but um and like a slow network but i guess it maybe it was just like ahead of its time i feel like right now you know the technology like you know having lte is is you know key to like being able to broadcast anywhere and yeah, and it better just cameras. Seems more mature and like ready for something like this.
1: Yeah, right. I think it's going to be cool. Remember ICQ? <laughs> oh,
0: <Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: really sad. I don't remember my ICQ number anymore. I
2: remember mine: nine four four three two three
1: four. Okay, everyone, add him.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure ICQ is dead, right? Although I said Zango was dead last week, and it wasn't dead, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not dead.
1: It's okay. Speaking of dead people, yeah. We all watched The Jinx. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I watched, like, the last episode, and then I just read about it. I didn't have the patience for the beginning. It's
2: only, like, six episodes, right? Like, it's 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 really not not that long.
0: No, it's, it's like, like 40 minutes
2: each.
1: That's a lot. I'm a very busy person.
2: Okay. Well, Mike, I mean, what are your thoughts, considering that you were the first one to watch it, and you wanted us to watch it so we can discuss it?
0: Okay, so, well, let's first explain The Jinx. Um, so it's just a documentary done on this guy. Um, he's like the son of a, like a real estate mogul. Uh, his name is Robert Durst. People are are wondering if he had anything to do with like the disappearance of his wife and like his a, first wife. Yep. And then the murder of his neighbor and, um, the murder of like one of his good friends. And so I guess the director had done a movie. What was it called? All good things or something.
1: Yeah. Like a scripted
0: yeah, they the did like a Hollywood account. whatever scripted movie with I don't know who was in it. I saw Kirsten Dunst. I think it was about the disappearance of his first wife. And then I think Robert Durst ended up watching this movie and then calling the director and was like, "I think it'd be a good idea to maybe hear from Robert Durst." And then I I guess the director agreed.
1: Bad move.
0: <laughs> and so and made the six part documentary that kind of follows his his path around um, you know the three. Uh, disappearance murders so yeah i mean i watched it and it was just like it was just really intriguing like i watched i actually watched it twice because i watched it um just you know by myself and then i watched it again because i wanted my parents to watch it so i watched it with my parents
1: that's so cute yeah. do you call her mommy too
0: <laughs> no we went over oh. this
1: oh yeah you say mom hey mom you want to watch the jinx instead and then jason i'd be like mommy watch the jinx <laughs>
0: And, you know, when I first watched it, I kind of felt bad for Robert Durst, in a way, in the beginning.
1: You psychopath.
0: Just because you can just see, like, it just seems like he was portrayed in a way that I felt bad for him. I feel like, you know, he wasn't really, he didn't really have, like, an attentive father. You know, he saw his, his you know, his mommy die a uh, a tragic death. Uh, and I think that kind of scarred him. You know, it may be... You know, it was such a young age and it was, you know, probably, you know, left a lasting impression. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that was, um, you know, that it's some part to do in, you know, making him who he is. You
1: know, dis- dismembering his neighbor.
0: Well, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. So, but then, you know, as you watch him being interviewed, um, especially as I watch it the second time, he just seemed like so sleazy and like kind of like proud of what he had done uh, or proud that maybe that he hadn't been caught. So, uh, I don't know. And then why would you do this interview if you did all of these, you know, if you committed all of these crimes? Like, do you want to get caught or, you know, do you just want more, like, notoriety and then thinking you're not going to get caught? Like, you're invincible because you've, you know, gotten away with it all this time? So, I don't know. What did you guys think?
1: I had more issues with the filmmaker than him because it's just so obvious that, I mean, he just got lucky with a really good documentary subject. But I just...
2: Well, you don't think he did I, a good job, though, or?
1: No, I mean, I didn't like his documentary capturing the Freedmans that where he I think won an Oscar for, um, because I feel like he was kind of manipulating the tone of it, and um, and I remember reading later about how he was actually like f- the idea of the documentary of making a doc- documentary is kind of having a distance between yourself and the subject, and you kind of want to portray you're supposed to s- portray like your subject in a very like journalistic way, you know, like I'm not biased. I'm going to try to present a story as it happened. I mean, obviously a lot of people don't do that. So I feel like he's kind of manipulative in, in what he does to make it seem like him puts himself in a favorable, favorable light. So, and I feel like just the whole last episode, like the mismatched timeline that he put out to wrap up the entire series Versus what actually happened in reality, like makes him look like he really solved the case when in reality, he's just s- switching footage around.
0: Wait, so what is the mismatch timeline? Yeah. I don't the know. Mismatch what that
1: timeline is. is that. So when you watch the last the last episode, what it looks like chron- chronologically is that he that there was a whole thing where he got arrested again for violating his his what's that called the 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 order against him that he wasn't supposed to. See oh,
2: temporary restraining order.
1: Yeah. He got caught. And so.
2: His brother, when he went to the office?
0: Yeah. And then, like, outside his his house.
2: house. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Okay.
1: And so, I think he got arrested for that. And then, um, they were really close to interviewing him again, and he didn't want to, but then he got arrested. So then his lawyer, I think, was like, no, we'll interview you again. And, kind of clear the air or something. But what it made it look like happened was that they sat down with him. They like worked through this interview. They confronted him about the, the, ad, the, the envelope and the handwriting, right? And then they ended it on this note that was like, did, you know, you know, they kind of got him to admit that the handwriting was identical and it should have come from the same person. So he's like kind of admitting like there is a connection between something he wrote and the guy, you know, the anonymous person who Sure. Pointing out the body. Mm-hmm. And then they shut down the lights and they're like, all right. And he's like, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, sure. And then they say, like, his mic was left on. And then they, sh- they show the audio of what was said supposedly in the bathroom. And it said, like, I killed them all. Right.
0: I think he just said, killed them all.
1: Killed them all. Yeah. You did it. What are you doing? They're on to you. And so when you watch it, you're like, oh my God, they got it. They got the confession. They like, they like had this excruciating interview with him. And they broke him down and he admitted it afterwards. And you're like, this is crazy. You know, like, that's amazing. Like, who does, who gets this done? But in reality, the audio that is shown from the bathroom happened in an interview two years earlier. So they patched that together to make it look like, um, it happened on the same day. Wait, so really? Yeah. So when did the
2: interview with the letter happen? That was recently?
1: That was more recently after he got arrested. But the audio Uh, in the bathroom happened during two years earlier. And now the filmmakers are saying, oh, like, we didn't find it until later. Or, like, it was a tape that wasn't labeled by a PA, and we were just scrubbing through it, and we found the audio. And, yes, we did tell the police, because, like, once you find some sort of damning evidence, you have to give it to the authorities for, like, an open case. And so... So they're kind of backtracking because a lot of journalists are calling them out and being be like, so explain to me exactly when did this audio – like, did this audio come from that 2013 interview? And they're like, no, it didn't. And like, where did it come from? Oh, it came from this other interview. And it's just like, well, when did that happen? And like, how long did it take you to find it? And they kind of keep going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then they canceled all their press interviews the day after it aired.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't – so I didn't know anything about that.
1: So a lot of people were like – yeah, they had, had a lot of appearances scheduled, and then a lot of people. And then this PR team actually just canceled everything. And in consideration that there was an open investigation going on, and you're kind of not supposed to, you know, talk about it if you're involved in the case now. Um So like that's their angle. But at the same time, it's like people are. The New York Times called them out on it, being like, "I'm really confused. Like, how did this? Like, why? Why did you do this a certain way?" And they're like, "Oh, we'll get back to you on that." And so now they've been kind of radio silent.
2: Hmm.
1: Radio silence, you know.
2: Yeah. So I had heard that the uh, audio came about, you know, say two or three years ago. But I just assumed that meant that like the interview took place two or three years ago. It just took them two years to like make the uh, the documentary. I didn't realize that like because it definitely makes it seem like he says that after he goes to the bathroom after that interview with the letter, right? Yeah.
1: Right. And that was the filmmaker's intent, I think, to make. Yeah. And that's what my issue is that he manipulates the footage to make it look like he is the one, like, leading the investigation and he, like, got that moment.
2: Well, so do you. Is it because, like, you think that if he's going to manipulate the timeline to that extent there, then what else has he manipulated and therefore we can't trust what he's, you know, what he's put forth?
1: Um, no. For me, it's just more of there, of. Him doing it to put, not for the sake of a story, like he didn't, I mean, he clearly did it in a way so there was like a closed narrative at the very end, but I feel like he did it to benefit himself and how he looks on camera versus what actually, you know... Like, the reality of it. And that's why I like Serial, and I hate the comparison because Serial, like, she's – I mean, she – like, Sarah Koenig does involve herself really heavily in the whole investigation because it's her doing it, and she's obsessed with this case. But she's very open about, like, I don't know if he did it. I think he did. I don't think he did. You know? Like, she goes back and forth, and and you kind of understand, like, this is a really crazy case. Like, this – the timeline doesn't make sense, and she admits it, and she can't figure it out. Like, people are lying, but she also – you know, there's so much stuff going on, but she's trying to figure it out. And that kind of was the story of the story, you know, like, yeah. and then this one, I feel like he's like, no, I don't know. I feel like the intent was very different and that's what I don't like.
2: So there was a time where, where, uh, Andrew Turecki, the director says like, you know, oh, I really liked him. Um, but then obviously it's, you know, he found, he found out all the evidence that, that came forth and, um, I kind of question like I was wondering if he actually did like him or if he was trying to just say that because like that makes it seem like oh I wasn't cuz like all the evidence that he kind of puts together is kind of against uh Bob Durst, right? Mhm. So for him to kind of say like oh I liked him, he's actually a very likable guy and you know whatever, but then, you know, this is what came out uh makes him seem like he's more neutral. Whereas if he was just like, oh, this, this guy did it, and you know, and, and this is how he did, it, and when, all this stuff, like it kind of makes it seem like he's maybe biased. So, yeah, I and I feel
1: like he needs to come out with that, or admit that he is biased, and admit that, you know, at least admit to what he's portraying is his clear opinion, not so much like a black and white, let's mystery investigation.
2: So, do you think that he did it?
1: I think it's obvious. I mean, I can't even believe he got acquitted for killing his neighbor because didn't he describe that he dismembered his body? But it was just like for self-defense.
2: Right. I actually um, I I had some thoughts about that, right? Because like I agree that like he 100% or there's a really, really, really good chance that he did, you know, just kill his neighbor and then dismember him. But um, the way that the legal system works or like, you know, the way that the court system works and like, you know, the criminal justice system like... (laughs) I'm actually kind of glad that he was I don't know this sounds terrible, but I was almost glad that he was not guilty because I feel like it was the prosecution's fault for not presenting a good enough case and maybe and maybe they couldn't because like you know it was a one on one in a closed room and one victim is dead, so like it's you know it's hard to rebut what happened but um, I don't know, I feel like that was a situation where it's very easy for people on the outside to kind of look at that and just say like, oh man, he definitely did it, he should be guilty without without really pondering like what the analysis should be like how how are you supposed to go through it based on how the court system is supposed to work
0: right i mean the question there wasn't whether it wasn't whether or not he dismembered the body right it was whether or not he killed him
2: Right. yeah whether he murdered him right yeah because he claims that like he had self-defense killed him and then he panicked and then he did dismember the body to try to get away with it right
0: right he admitted dismembering, right. which is like the you know the like the most you know disgusting part of it but that wasn't what he was on trial for right it was whether or not he like murdered him right so yeah, I mean, I could see how that would be like a not guilty because
2: for murder you need to have like you need to have the intent to murder him, right? Yeah. And what he's saying is like I didn't have the intent to murder him, right? I was I didn't go into the room or you know I didn't you know shoot him on purpose just to kill him. Um, you know things happened and like he ended up dead and uh, I tried to get away with it, right? which is which is very different.
1: Yeah, but don't you think that the act of dismembering a body for the sake of getting away with it just does kind of shine some more light on your intent. If it was truly like self-defense, would you really go as far as panicking or would you be? So if you felt like you really did this out of self-defense, why did you need to dismember the body?
2: No. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the law to be fair, be on your side. sure. To be fair. I mean, I think that he did probably murder him and then dismember him. Right. So it's not like I believe that he actually acted in self-defense and then dismembered him. Um But I mean, I think that like, playing devil's advocate, right? Like if you are him, right? And like you have scrutiny for your ex-wife and, and all these other things. Um, and then you say, oh, self-defense. Like, I don't know that you would trust that like, you're going to actually have like, people aren't going to believe you maybe. Right. Um, and so like, I can understand why someone in his position, he's just, like trying to lay low, trying to like use assume a fake identity so that people don't know he's there. Like, the last thing he wants is, like, even if it's self-defense, for him to be like, look, this guy's ended up dead by self-defense, right? Like, if he thinks he can get away with it and and not have to deal with that, and, like, you know, he's kind of a crazy guy to begin with, I can kind of see, like, him being like, look, you know, I I just can't deal with this, so I just need to try to pretend like I don't get caught or like, you know, do something so I don't get caught.
1: I just think it's really dangerous though to go down the slope of being like, Oh, this is just a reflection of how the justice system works and the prosecution should have done a better job, you know? Cause I feel like it's kind of deflecting what actually happened or the issue, which is, that well, but you don't know, right? But someone died, you know? And I feel like there's so many things wrong with the justice system anyways, that, that like works against certain, certain groups of people that, it's kind of almost like you're shifting the blame of it. That's, I mean, that's just what I see. It's like, Oh, well they didn't put a very good case together. And it's just like, yeah, at the same time, like, you know, still one guy gets off on it. There's still a dead body there that shouldn't be dead. Sure.
2: No, I mean, so this kind of goes back to like several episodes ago when we asked, you know, when you asked me like how the justice system works, like, is it better? And and basically what I said was, um, the way it's designed is that it's better for a guilty guy to go free than it is for an innocent guy to go to jail. Right. And so in this case, clearly, you know, it's, there's a really, really good chance that like, um, that he did murder him and, and he deserves to go to jail, but you need to prove that with like, you know, the, the standard is beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. And so I just don't know, like, I mean, who knows what happened, right? Like, is there some doubt that maybe there was self-defense there is. Right. And so, and based on the way that it works, like if there's any doubt that maybe he didn't do it, he didn't kill the guy in cold murder, right? Like he shouldn't go to jail. Because if you just say, Oh, someone's dead, someone has to go to jail, and imagine he actually didn't do it, and we put him in jail based on that, even though we're like, look, like there's reasonable doubt, but like someone's dead, so we just need to do something, let's put him in jail for murder. Like that's that's not how the system is set up, right? And like I don't think the system is perfect by any means. I just don't know um, what could be done to make it any better yeah no i mean so like i'm not glad that he's i mean it's kind of unbelievable i agree right like that he hasn't been convicted for murder um but i i think the way that it boils down is like when they were presenting the case and um the the defense lawyer kind of had the the lead uh detective And he was like, you know, well, do you have any evidence that there wasn't self defense here? Because basically, like, once they raise the defense that there was self defense here, then it's on the prosecution to um, prove that it wasn't self defense, right? The burden shifts to the prosecution and they have to put on a case to say, look, it wasn't self defense. This is why it wasn't self defense. And they didn't put on any evidence of that, right? So, like, you you pretty much have to lose, right? Like, they had the, it was their job to prove that it wasn't self defense and they didn't even do it. They didn't do it at all. And maybe that's because there's only two people in the room. And so, like, the one person's dead. Like, how do you know whether what happened, right? And and that's fair, right? Like, it's very difficult, but um, I mean, it's almost like they didn't even try.
0: Yeah. So, you think justice system, as it's supposed to be, or as it currently is, did its job, as unfair as they may be to the guy who died? Yeah. I mean,
2: you're right. It's terrible. Like, I like, I, yeah, it's a terrible result, right? <laughs> like, and I agree. But like, I, I'm just, I just wonder, like, if we just kind of take it into our own hands, and that the jury was like, you know what, like or this is our job, but we're going to just rule this way anyway, because that's how we feel like, right? Like that that's a worse system, right? Because then you just don't even have rules, right? You don't even know like what the outcome should be, based on any set of rules. You just have juries that just were like, oh, this guy's guilty. Oh, this guy's innocent, right? Because they just feel that way, right? Which I feel but like is a worse system. doesn't that
1: happen anyways? Like, isn't that the problem? Is that you're kind of talking about a justice system? Like, yeah, certain things suck, but that's just the way it was. Like, you're talking about, like, as if it works on this completely blind, like, 100% perfect, the justice no, not jury perfect. doesn't... But, like, you know you're saying? Like, oh, it's better than having a jury decide... You know, with preconceived without preconceived notions of who the guy on the stand is, you know. But it's like that's what they do now. I guess that's my
2: point. No, well, they're not supposed to do research. Like they're they're basically the way You're it not works. Not supposed
1: to, but they do. I mean, like you just look at the statistics sure. of who go, who gets sent to jail and who doesn't, who gets away with what. I mean, it's so overwhelmingly obvious that we're that it doesn't work anyways. So I feel like. Even if the the process, I don't know. I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say. I feel like.
2: I guess it's it's just hard to get like a to advocate for a system where they're like, oh, clearly he did it. So like it doesn't matter what you know what the lawyers say in court. We're going to just say that he did it regardless, right? Like that. I don't think that that's a better system, right? Even though like I agree based on the news that's come out, like uh, it makes it seem like there was a good chance that he did commit murder, right? But I just don't know that that's a better system. It's
1: not a better system, but it's a system that actually happens that's what i'm trying to say like you know i'm not it's not like a choice of either or it's just like we're kind of we ha- kind of both going on you know we have a white guy on stand for murder and he gets away with it that probably wouldn't have happened if he was black because just the way that things are set up and we come in with these biases
0: yeah i think but- it didn't hurt that he had like two of the best like defense attorneys in texas or something right
1: like he has the money to support his own defense fund, like things like that. Feel like there are more, I think more things are at play versus just the prosecution not doing a very good job. Because I mean, how do you even know if maybe the jury was just convinced or less inclined to think that he did it? For, well, because that's
2: well, because that's why I think like it's such a it's such a clear case from the outset for people to be like, oh, he did it, like he's guilty, right? And so for them, for the jury to go in there and actually consider, like, well, they didn't rebut. You know they didn't they had the the burden of proof. but
1: you're also putting faith on a jury in a very flawed system that doesn't ever work the way it's supposed to,
2: I guess well, so so I mean, I guess the the possibility there's always a possibility that like um they didn't actually do their job correctly and they just happened to say he's not guilty because for some other reason, right? I'm assuming that because it's such a very easy case for them to say like, oh, he's definitely guilty, he's, you know he's a murderer right based on the evidence. The fact that I assume the fact that they found him not guilty is that they carefully considered what they were supposed to do, what the criteria was actually supposed to be, and then they made the correct decision based on that criteria. But I guess it's possible that they didn't do that and they did it completely wrong, but ended up with the, you know, the not guilty verdict, right? I, I, I don't know.
0: They interviewed two of the jurors, right? They did. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then they said that they basically, all of them except for what, like two or three people, all said not guilty. And it, it didn't take a lot of convincing to convince the other two or three.
1: And what does that say about the jury members?
0: I mean, it is Texas. And, you know, they did claim self-defense. And they did say that, you know, like once someone enters your house in yeah, Texas, you kind of that- have a lot of ability, a lot of leeway to. Right.
2: That's like the state by state, you know, thing. So, like, you can either some states you have to, like, actually, fl- like, run away and you need to <laughs> from like- your house. Yeah, well, you can't. if there's a conflict, you, like some states are like, look, if they come to your house and they threaten deadly force, you can use deadly force to kill them, right? So, like, you can say, like, hey, if you come to my house, I'm going to shoot you, right? Like some states <laughs> are like, you you can't do that, right? Like, you just have to call the cops or, or whatever, right? Um, but other states, such as Texas, apparently, if they come to your house, you can shoot them, right? And so, like, it, it makes it easier for him to make that defense that, like, look, this guy was really angry and he came to my house and I thought that, I, you know, he's going to beat me up and, and kill me, so I shot him. Right. Like that's perfectly valid, apparently. Right. Whereas that doesn't fly in other states. So, I mean, it is a case by case basis. Right. Yeah. Or a state by state basis. Right.
0: Um, wait. So, what do you think about is that, um, is that like his audio recording? Will that hold up in court, Jason?
2: Because um, like, I'm a lawyer. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, so I actually, I might, I'm probably in the minority here. But when I read it, so I, when I, I saw the news story that he got arrested and like, you know, I, I read his quote. Based on what they found on the audio tape before I even saw the series, so I already knew what you know what was going to happen, kind of.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it sounded really bad when I read about it, and then when I saw it, the tape, um, and I guess this is when I thought it happened after that interview. I actually didn't think it was that bad, or yeah, not as bad as as people made it out to be. Right? It's definitely not good, right? Like, it's definitely doesn't it doesn't help his case. It hurts his case, but like, it's not like a up. Oh, well, there it is. It's a confession. Like he did it, right? Because. I think it's very easy to construe that as, like, um, I don't know, he was clearly confused and phased, and he was kind of like, you know, well, what the hell did I do? I killed them all, of course, right? Like, kind of like, well, what do they think, you know, what do these guys think right now? They think that I killed them all,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel it's like, like that's a, what he was saying. Like, right, what do like, people think?
1: No, I totally right. agree with that, too. Is that, yeah. like, you know... Which not like,
2: when, hey, I killed them all because he's telling himself, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, and so that, but that's what it made it sound like when, when the news story came out and I was like, oh, he admitted to killing them. Why would he even say that out loud? Right. Yeah. But it made it seem like a rhetorical kind of, yeah.
1: But I feel like that's what also made me not like the filmmaker either, because I feel like he used it in a way to make it seem like that, to get that reaction from people.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Agreed. As
1: opposed to being like, no, this is what I discovered in this manner. Here are my conclusions, you know?
0: Right. No, Agreed. Yeah. Okay. And then f- last thing about it. How about like the, the handwriting? Uh, does that not like, is that not a big thing in court? Cause I feel like just watching that and like looking at like his ends that he wrote, like those like slanted ends. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I feel uh, like so that was just so telltale.
2: So going back actually though, but like, I, I think that the, the admission is uh, like the, the thing that he said, the recording, I was actually asking my friend today, we were discussing it. And like, I think that like, so there's like the, obviously everyone's heard of hearsay. Right. Yeah. It's not hearsay because like he's a defendant, and so like it's there's like an exception to hearsay where if the defendant is saying something, then you can kind of like say, "Well, this is what he said, right?" Mm-hmm. So it's not inadmissible for that reason, but like there's going to be some maybe like wiretap, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, issues there, right? Like based on where it was recorded, the state in which, because every state has different wiretap rules, right? On like what you can record and what you can't record, and so like if the interview was technically over and they were just recording him afterwards and he thought the interview was over and he just went to the bathroom afterwards. Then like you can make the argument that, you know, you can't use that evidence. Right. hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's, that's where I think about the, the actual audio recording, but the, the handwriting I, I do think is like a big deal.
0: Yeah. And like the Beverly, like misspelling. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I saw the ends immediately and I was like, "Me and Karen were watching it. I'm like, oh, look at those ends. And then like they started going over them. And like, I mean, it's it's tough because like I'm sure th- they can find a um like a handwriting expert of their own that will say, oh, it's different.
0: Of right? course. Yeah.
2: Um, and so like obviously Andrew Jarecki found a, a handwriting expert that said, oh, they're the same. Right. So, I mean, who knows? But like from like a non-expert opinion, like it, it seems like too coincidental that, you know, he probably did it.
0: Yeah, and he couldn't even tell the two apart, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's the test, but, like, I mean, um, sure. Can we
1: talk about the opening, too, that they created for the show? Oh, yeah, sure. Which is, like, a total ripoff
2: of True Detective. Oh, it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it made it seem, like, such a desperate thing to be like, guys, it's the new True Detective. And then Serial comes out, and they're like, oh, no, we got to re-strategize our marketing angle on this. Like, it's more like Serial. You know, and then you tune in, and you're like, why is there this, like... <laughs> they're like mannequin heads and overlaid with like what is this song and then I don't know I felt like it was very obvious it was so obvious you're trying to like yeah. cash in on the true detective fever
2: <laughs> well I wonder if it's the same company because they're both HBO right so maybe they are so I don't know like I guess HBO is just I don't know how much involvement they actually have right so maybe that means nothing but um, well
1: I'm sure they like approved it and I'm sure like a certain production company made It, it just seems so jarring to go from watching the footage to like this sexy, like (laughs) opening with like a sultry song. I don't know. It'd be like, it worked for True Detective because it was like a Southern Gothic sort of theme, you know, with women and sex and like sex crimes and weird family incest and whatever. And then here it's just like, wait, so it's a weirdo guy, but then we're like, you know, even like the women weren't that he had been involved with weren't very sexy you know <laughs> like i don't know yeah i just thought it didn't work <laughs> but no one seemed to notice
0: really i definitely noticed that yeah i definitely noticed
1: or like no one was talking about it like because i looked at i googled it and i'm like true detective opening matching Oh uh, nobody
2: nobody mentioned that
1: no one really said anything. They're huh. all just like, did he do it? And yes, he did. And I'm like, no, you guys. The
2: <laughs> Let's talk about the, more the, the real issues.
1: issue.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what about? Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is there really China Ripoff on <laughs> Tree Detective right now? Am I right? They're <laughs> like, three people are dead. I'm like, I don't
2: care. <laughs> but that intro, guys.
1: Seriously. Speaking <laughs> of intros.
2: Oh, Unbreakable <laughs> like, Kimmy Schmidt.
1: You're really, so you like the opening the theme song?
0: Uh, no, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the theme song, just because it was like, uh, I think they hired the same guys. Do you remember um, the Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife, that guy? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: um I that think guy they called?
2: Oh, wow. God, what's his name?
1: Yeah,
0: this, is Antoine Dodson.
2: One? Oh, yeah, right, 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 right.
0: I think they hired the same guy who did that to make the opening for the theme song. It's really it's catchy. The,
1: the song of the news People?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah right, yeah. It's really catchy. I I like the intro.
1: I think it's cute. I couldn't get past the first two episodes. Oh, wow. I couldn't do it.
0: Okay. Why?
1: Because I... am offended. I'm sorry. (laughs) I... Just don't get Tina's face, sense of humor.
2: So is 30 Rock like this too? I mean, I've seen several episodes of 30 Rock, but I didn't like watch the entire thing. And I like 30 Rock. Uh, But this one seemed like super weird, like very, very random.
1: (laughs) It was just too... This is... My reaction watching it was like the theme song. I was like, oh, like I I got what they were going for. And I thought it was cute. But at the same time, I was kind of like... Yeah, like we've seen this before. I don't know. I felt like they're trying to like, they hopped on to like a meme that was kind of like a little late.
2: Yeah, like four years old.
1: Or like maybe five two. years I'll old? Three. That's like okay. three. So okay. I was just kind of like, oh, I see what they're going for, but I right. don't think it's funny anymore. And then, um, and then it made me miss Arrested Development a lot because that show, it's like, I think is hilarious and you kind of have to like, Watch it really carefully to see where the jokes are and where the punchlines are, because there's so much, so much wordplay. Like I don't know if you remember when when it was getting canceled, but there was rumors of HBO buying the oh, show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they dropped like all these HBO jokes in an episode that you like really had to figure out, and like I loved it. And I'm like, that's it's like so funny. And this one was just very much like.
2: This one has some of that. Uh, this one has a lot of that, too, actually. I mean, I, I I love Arrested Development. It's probably one of my favorite shows of all time.
1: I thought Lost was.
2: Well, different types of shows, I guess. But, like, I I can still watch... I mean, I still watch Arrested Development episodes, like, every now and then, and they're still really, really funny. And I totally get it. Like, you can watch it in, like... um There's just, like, pretty much a joke every single sentence, right? Like... And you watch it over and there's other jokes that you've never mentioned, like you've never and noticed like before. And there's
1: callbacks to earlier yeah, yeah, jokes. And right. It's just it's like fun.
2: But there, I mean, I think there's a lot of jokes in this. Like a lot of them probably fly over my head. They're just really random. And a lot of like, it actually kind of reminded me of like a, a live version of Family Guy. Because there's like a, a ton of like 80s references. Like a ton.
1: Oh, see, I don't like Family Guy. So maybe that's it.
2: Yeah, a ton of 80s references.
1: It's just like punchline, skit, punchline, skit, like... I don't know. Everything
0: yeah. is like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that one time that blah, blah, blah. And then it... Yeah. yeah it does a cutaway.
2: And it's just really random. And it's just a, just a way to like introduce like another 80s reference, right? Right. Yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, so, Mike, did you really like this show?
0: Um, yeah. I thought it was really enjoyable. But I also... I mean, I really love Dirty Rock. Um, and I like Ellie Kemper. And I like Tina Fey. So, I think maybe it's a no-brainer that I would like this show. Yeah. Yeah. And I love whatever... 80s 90s references so the show was for me it was made for me
2: i'm kind of in the middle like i mean i I thought it was pretty good
1: glad you i'm glad you like it
2: yeah i'm glad you like it too i I thought it was pretty good actually it's very it's it's pretty easy to watch uh i I don't think it's as good as the rest of development and it's really random and and i'm sure i missed a lot of the references but um it's 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 pretty enjoyable
1: i guess Did you think you missed i guess you won't know if you missed it
2: there was just a lot of jokes. I mean, there actually is a lot, or there's a lot of jokes in there that I could recognize was a joke. And maybe I just didn't find it funny, or maybe I didn't really understand like the punchline completely. But, um, I, I got a lot of the 80s references and I thought those were pretty good.
0: So Moy wouldn't know about this, but what did you think about the, the love interests?
1: Oh, no, I've been reading about that.
0: That doesn't count.
2: Okay. So you, you linked to an article, right? Talking about like the, um, the diversity, right? Right. And it's talking about how, so basically, spoiler alert, but um, Kimmy kind of gets into this love triangle where there's this really rich, uh, maybe British guy or English well, guy? No,
0: British guy who grew up in Connecticut, right? Yeah. And then okay. would, they, they make him have like a British accent.
2: Right. Um, and then like, there's an Asian guy who's like fresh off the boat from, um, from Vietnam, I guess. Yeah. And he speaks with an accent and stuff like that. And so... But he's
0: actually Korean.
2: He's actually, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, and so the article goes on to say like, you know, she ends up choosing the Asian guy over the rich, you know, white guy. And so they're like, this is really important because most of the time in American culture, um, like white, white lead characters or female characters don't end up choosing the Asian male character for romantic roles. Right. Which I agree with, I guess. And so that's kind of, kind of good. But I also feel like this show is like pretty racist
0: yeah like every time she every time the guy's th- name is dong right
2: yeah which is like a very easy and cheap joke that's like also very like i don't know stereotypical mm-hmm. and then like um a lot of times when he's on the screen and like it's some serious moment they play like this very generic asian music <laughs> right with like a lot of like flutes and stuff like that and you're just like I don't know if like it's, they think it's funny because it's like so stereotypically Asian, uh-huh. or if they're actually. But then like, so I don't know. Like, it's kind of weird. I
1: feel like they're not allowed to make that joke, you know?
2: Yeah. So I mean, the the fact that his name is Dong, and then like they play this music, and then like he speaks with like a fake accent, and he's ve- like, and he's supposed to be good at math. Like, it just seems like on the one hand, it's kind of like wow, great, like he's like you know like a romantic like a Asian male in a romantic role. But then like on the other hand, it's like. It's hitting you on top of the head with like a bunch of stereotypes. Like I do I just don't feel it like I can't give them too much credit.
1: Yeah. I can see that.
0: No, you can't. You need to watch it.
1: <laughs> I really don't want
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, what do you think, Mike? Um no, I kinda see He's I kinda like, see the same I thing. Love it. I mean <laughs> No, I, I agree. They have like uh it's yeah, it's like one hand is like, oh yeah, like they're getting together. Um And it's like a, you know, Asian male. And the other hand is, yeah, the guy's name is Dong. He He's fobby and, you know. He's good at math. He's good. Yeah, he's good at math. And I don't know. There was also some, I think, controversy about the the Indian tribe that they used. Yeah. Um I forget what it was, though. Yeah. Or like the, the
2: Mexican with- Hispanic woman, right? Yeah. Like there's just a lot of like minorities and they're very stereotypical, right? Like I wonder if they're doing it on purpose to kind of like... I don't know, satire or something, or if it's just like, they think it's funny.
1: That's what's always very tricky though. And I feel like it always misfires, but I don't know. Remember when team America came out and like, people were so offended, but I feel like that was a really good example of, of Trey and Matt, whatever, whatever their names are. Yeah. The South park guys. Yeah like, yeah. like making fun of themselves. Like they were really making fun of. Yeah. Of stereotypes in a, in a way that like in a good way, So I appreciate that. But I feel like sometimes it doesn't work or you really are suspicious of what are people's intent in creating a character like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, like, I don't know that I was offended by watching this show. I wasn't like, oh, like, this is so offensive that I can't watch it. But I just don't, I don't know. I don't feel like saying like, wow, like they chose an Asian male to be like the love interest. So like, you know, what a a bold move because on the other hand, they're also doing so many stereotypical things. So
0: yeah. I enjoyed like the Tina Fey cameo. Um, oh yeah, like they were playing. They were playing what? Like the Marsha Clark? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure. She was Marsha Clark. I, I don't. Who, what's who's the? Uh- they
0: just use like their first names, right? They're like, oh, we're Marsha and whatever. Like, no who's the other the lawyer? Guy, who's
2: the who's the black lawyer? I don't know. He reminds me of like Mark May from ESPN College Football. Like I don't know why. Like a skinny <laughs> version of that guy. But I don't know. Maybe that was racist.
1: Yeah, but not all black people look.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying that. I I'm face blind, so like I don't know. And then there's this other thing that you said, um, maybe Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and the Americans are securely connected and Parenthood too?
0: Oh yeah. Do you guys watch The Americans? No. Is it good? Um I've only watched like a few episodes. But uh like there's I guess there's some similar like stock footage of some like hula hooping girl. Right. Um and that's in the credits of the Americans and in unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So I just thought that was interesting. And then there was something for you, Jason, because you're a Parenthood fan. Yep. Um and did you notice that one? I
2: did not no. notice it until I saw the article. But, oh, because um, you
0: didn't watch Americans, right? I've never seen the Americans, right? Yeah. And I didn't know. So notice then there's the like another picture either. that they use. So I don't know. You could just chalk it up to like they use the same stock photography. But
2: but so to- it's not, like, when I saw the link, I was like, oh, wow, like, is it actually, like, in the same universe, like, meant to be, like, you know, something's going to happen? Oh, yeah. But no, no, it, it really. seems like it's just, like, a little, like, a like a little thing for fans,
0: right? Yeah, they're just, yeah.
2: What is that, what are those things called? Like, Easter eggs, or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alright, so would you rather have um, the Jinx do the True Detective intro, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt intro, or, like, the Game of Thrones intro? Wait, what? What? I think the jinx would go well with like an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt intro. They can like auto <laughs> auto tune like the missing. No
1: way! It would do so much better with the Game of Thrones intro because then it could like kind of lay out the whole map of <laughs> New investigations. York, L.A., yeah, New or York. Beverly
0: Hills misspelled. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, like missing woman, you know, and then like dismembered body parts. Yeah, and then, and then you'd be like, "Oh, okay, this is what we're where we're going today."
0: Galveston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because every time I watch Game of Thrones I'm like, "Oh okay, so we're going to go to the wall and then go <laughs> yeah, to yeah. King's Landing."
0: Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that story about Game of Thrones? Uh it says that the uh the upcoming season might spoil the books.
1: Yeah. I'm okay with it.
2: So y- you wouldn't you wouldn't not watch the uh show, right?
1: No, I would rather have it spoiled in, a, in the in the show than in the book.
2: Really? But when there's a book version and like a, like a TV or movie version, isn't the book version always better? Almost always better? Didn't
1: we have this conversation last time?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, plot points that you said that you didn't, that they took out of the TV show that you liked, right?
0: Yeah, that was like an IO9 article or something.
2: Well, like, I mean, right, that you were glad that they took out of the TV show, right?
1: So do I want a thousand pages of that to get to the ending that I want to find out? Or would I rather have a, uh, a very expensive, high pace like well done production of it in an hour
2: all right that's fair
0: fair enough every week, and we had nothing to do with this, but the x files is returning
2: yeah were you guys x files fans
1: yeah, I don't know how I feel about this, like don't you think that like Chris Carter just needs to move on like he already did the movie the t- the second movie that was horrible second right? movie yeah <laughs> wait did he do like, that too yeah
0: yeah, that oh, was him, that so it's oh. just
1: like. Hey guys, like, I'm back. I'm going to do an X-Files movie. She's like, oh, okay. Didn't you? Wasn't that? Oh, yeah, sure. Do it. And then like, and then like no one watched it and like other reviews are horrible. And it's just like, I mean, wouldn't that be a sign that's like, Hey, Chris, maybe you should just focus on something else for a little bit or
2: has he done other stuff?
1: He did that Millennium show member that was like after X-Files. Huh.
2: I, I
0: don't good remember.
1: Question. I don't think he's done anything, and I think he <laughs> needs to find something to do.
0: We'll link his IMDb and see what he's done.
2: <laughs> well, that that article from the Verge um, that talks about it talks about like the like the viewer ratings from like Game of Thrones and like um what's what's that show on CBS?
0: I don't watch um, any CBS. There's shows. There's a lot of
1: CBS.
2: Shows. Oh, that that one with the uh, Big Bang. Yeah, Big Bang Theory, right? And then like I didn't realize how much. Like, how many people watch X-Files? It's, like, it ridiculous. It was
0: huge. Yeah.
1: It was, yeah. I mean, it was on for, like, 10 years, wasn't it? Hey,
2: was it Was it not in this article? Was it another article
0: I read? I, guess I it think was it was not. another article.
2: Yeah, it was, like, something like Game of Thrones was, like, 6 million, and then, like, Big Bang was, like, 14 million or something like that, and then I could be completely wrong. And then, like, X-Files was, like, 27 million or something like that.
0: I think it's also a different time. Well, different
1: one. times. There was left channels. Wait. It was yeah. also on a broadcast network versus HBO. Exactly.
0: Well, but Big yeah. Bang
2: is, is on a uh, network.
0: But now there's so many other channels and things to do yeah. that.
2: Oh, so like- you think that people were just watching it because like there's nothing else to do?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: it's like huh. how MASH had the number one season finale numbers of all time. It's because there's only like one channel to watch.
2: Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I didn't think of it that way.
0: But I think the more interesting thing is that it's actually coming back, right? And I think this Verge article kind of talked about how, you know, Netflix and nostalgia and, like, binge-watching all play a part in, you know, all of these things kind of coming back. Like, um, you know, how Family Guy was gone for a while, and then people kept buying, like, the DVDs, and it came back to Moy's uh, dismay.
1: And the the Development, right. and, you know, when it came back, it wasn't very good.
2: I thought it was actually pretty good. Well, I thought like the first, I don't know, I thought it was really bad in the beginning. And then like as we got to the end of the the fourth season or so, then like I thought it was actually got better. Well, anyways, but well, so one thing that I want to say about that was like, do you think that like it's Netflix or I mean, I feel like these days, right? Like studios are so reluctant to do any new IP, right? Like they just want to like re like they're making movies about board games and, and you know toys and things like that right Just because they don't want to introduce
0: new characters mm-hmm. right
1: well it's just so, cheaper to just reuse the same
2: right because people know who the what those yeah, characters are right
0: a little bit of a built-in audience
2: right and so like it's to the point where like literally they're making movies about like toys right which like battleship and board games which doesn't make any sense to me what's well, kind of like a no-brainer to like
1: actually a good movie by the way was it really I liked it huh? because they brought in the old people. It was really uh-huh.
2: funny. Well, so, so I mean, it's kind of like a no brainer for them. Like if they're like reaching back in the back catalog of like, Hey, what should we remake? Cause we're just remaking anything and everything we can possibly do. Right. If X-Files actually was popular, it kind of makes sense to just remake it. Right. So like, I don't even know that that's attributable to like, Binge watching on Netflix, I I be like it might just be them being desperate and reaching back in the back catalog and saying like, oh well, why don't we just do X Files, right?
0: But it's not like they're bringing it in for like a full season; it's just six episodes.
2: Well, I mean, just to see how how well it does, right? Kind of like Twenty Four or, or things. It's a very easy, low risk for them to do it, right? And then if it if it comes out and it's really popular, I'm sure they're going to make more than six.
1: Mm-hmm. I just want them to stop.
0: <laughs> Chris Carter, message from Moy. Just move on. <laughs>
1: Seriously, move on. Like, Wait,
2: so are they, is it like a modern day? Do they announce anything about how it's going to work?
1: I think it's like the same episodic sort of format where it's like each week is a different case.
2: But it's only six episodes.
1: So there are six cases.
2: <laughs> but like, it's like modern day Fox and like Scully. Yeah. And like, are they going to explain so. like what they've been doing for the last 20 years? Or is it going to be like, Hey, you know, we're still doing the same thing.
1: Well, let me talk to Chris Carter. I have a call with him tomorrow. (laughs) All right, cool. um, And I'll let you know what he says. I don't think they're really releasing any other details right now. Okay. I guess you have to watch to find out.
0: Wait, so what show do you think is going to come back next?
2: What show is going to come out next?
1: I wish they brought back Salute Your Shorts.
0: Oh, I would watch that. What's that?
1: Right? Never. Oh, never mind.
0: Ugh? Sponge? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you don't remember, Jace? Did you watch Nickelodeon? No, <sighs> never mind. Even
1: Mimi's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> you never um, watched *Sailor well, Shorts*? I didn't.
2: I didn't have a cable until I was in high school. They also so like re-
1: they brought back Sailor Moon. Like, we actually redid the entire animated series and like relaunched it. And I don't understand why they went through the effort of re- like redrawing the whole
0: series all over again. What about Power Rangers? That's still on. What? Really? On Nickelodeon.
2: Oh, wow. Like, they have new episodes or like. New episodes. Oh, wow. I don't know. New
0: episodes of Turtles, new episodes of Power Rangers.
2: New DuckTales? Oh, wait. No, DuckTales is coming out already. (laughs)
0: DuckTales is coming back.
2: Darkwing Duck?
1: No.
0: I don't think that'll come back.
1: What if they brought back Lost?
2: We gotta go back? Yeah. (laughs) Again? (laughs) I think I've made that joke like every single episode so far.
1: If they did a real origin story of the Dharma whatever yeah like, i remember she explained everything like i would actually probably die happy <laughs> be like oh not that's why there's a polar bear
2: yeah i don't think they will do that but i remember like when jj abrams stuff came out and like they did like um even like uh cloverfield right and like i think there's just like a lot of backstory and like these are linked to lost and let the same universe and, and you know people people love that stuff so like i don't know like i, I think that that would be cool but like I feel like they're probably really hesitant to go back to Lost.
0: Yeah, I thought they were gonna like uh, do like expanded universe kind of stuff, like in comics and books or something, and you know expand more on on the Lost world. Maybe not in television, but uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they have.
1: Well, we'll just have to wait and find out.
0: I just want to. Make, I just want to bring a show back. We just say it, and the next week I just <laughs> we should just name so every
2: back. show like we did that, guys.
1: <laughs> not even that. Just we the did candy. it. We did it with bonkers.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> what candy have they not have they discontinued? I can't even think of any.
2: Yeah, you guys like the Whatchamacallit bar? No. What? Really?
0: I've never had a McCallit. That's like
2: my favorite chocolate bar of all time.
1: What? I remember the commercials. It was like Whatchamacallit?
2: It's so good. If you guys see it, you should totally get it. It's so good.
1: Mm. I well, can what's, stick to the classics.
2: What's like your favorite that. right now?
1: Twix.
0: Twix. Twix? Mike? I would say Twix also. Yes.
1: Wow. Yeah. Aside from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Mike, you have really good taste. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'd go with Snickers. Snickers but, are good. They're just yeah, I mean, I like really Twix heavy. too. I like Twix as well. Um,
0: I like but, the cookie caramel and chocolate combination.
1: Yeah, and then you get two, and two of
0: them. Of, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're half the size. Like, you realize you're getting less, right?
1: You still get more than a Snickers. I don't think
2: so, because like... Snickers
1: is too heavy. It's
2: the same kind of packaging, except for one of them. Uh, I guess
1: it mm. might be similar. You don't understand.
0: It's, it's okay. a Twix thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... You'll, one day you'll, you'll get there. <laughs> Kit Kats are good.
2: Oh yeah, I like Kit Kats too.
1: That's about it. Alright. Anything else?
2: I think that's it.
0: Jason, tell them where they can find us.
2: Uh, Forthepodcast.com and on Twitter at for the podcast, No.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: wait. I've been following the wrong one.
2: Or you can find us on iTunes if you search Forthepodcast with no spaces.
0: Um, don't forget to support us.
2: Oh, yeah. On the uh, support page.
0: Alright, guys. We'll see you next week. Alright. Bye. Bye. bye.